You know how to save a patient, but you don't know how to save an ailing health system. Hi everybody, I am Rox DeLeon and this is episode 11, The Curious Character. This episode is Conversation with Dr. Joey Hernandez. In this episode, Joey shared why he decided to pursue medicine, finding his passion in public health, his successes and failures in his medical career, and how he got into Johns Hopkins University's Master of Public Health program. Without further ado, let's get started with this episode. Welcome to A Curious Character. Today, we have here with us Dr. Joey Hernandez, who is now doing his public uh, MPH at Johns Hopkins University. Welcome to the show, Dr. Joey. Hello. Um, good evening from Baltimore. So good morning, Philippines. And uh, mm-hmm. thank you, Rox, for this opportunity to be in your podcast for this episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for accepting my invitation. So I guess maybe we could start with are you telling us about your story? If you, if you could tell us a bit about yourself, what's, how, how did you get into medicine and all that? Okay, so uh, I'm Joey Hernandez. I'm 30 years old. So I'm a physician by training. So I did my uh, undergraduate training in 2006 to 2010 in Ateneo de Manila. So my undergraduate course was, or my pre-med was BS Biology back then. Tapos, pagkatapos nun, I did a series of trainings pa medicine and then two masters. So, bale, saan ko ba sisimulan yung kwento? I mean, shall I? Yeah, you can talk about um, how you got interested with medicine in the first place. Ah, okay. So, bale, kasi nung, um, when I was in high school, so I studied in a science high school. And then, I got really fascinated with biology and chemistry. So we had biology, chemistry, physics every year, plus um, calculus, advanced algebra. So very heavy scientific curriculum. And so when college applications started, I, I mostly chose science-related courses. Like in UP, I think my, choice, my choices were doctor of dental medicine in Manila and the nursing. Okay. And then in Diliman, which, my, which was my second choice of campus, was chemical engineering, I think, and... Some, some other science course, which I forgot. In Ateneo, my choices were biochem physics. And then the last one, I just left it like human, like English literature, just to explore another field. I think in UST, my course was also nursing and medtech. Okay. And then Bicol University nursing. So it's all science because of my interest, because of high school. I mean, my teachers back then taught science really well. So that made me too interested in science. And then I chose Ateneo after all because I was given a full scholarship by I mean, generously funded by PCSO. So thank you, wow. Philippine government, for funding actually my education throughout the years, starting from college. So um, I chose BS Bio. And then I, I didn't actually think I'll go into medicine because um, first, uh, hindi kami well off to even pay for med school tuition. We we're very much aware. I mean, my mom was actually just eyeing na parang Bicol University ako kasi affordable yung tuition. Sabi nga ng nanay ko, ang goal ko lang sa'yo actually, BU ka, which is like the, I mean, BU is, 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 is a really good university. Yeah. But I mean, because of financial constraints, that's what we can only afford. So, and then, parang surprise na nga lang na napunta ako sa Ateneo. So, um, hindi, ako nag, hindi ko naisip yung med school. First, because of financial constraints. Second, it wasn't really in my radar because walang doctor sa family namin. So, we came from a, like a lower middle class family na parang um, hindi talaga mulat sa kung ano yung mga professional options. My mom worked in DOH. Um, as an HR. So medyo may alam ako ng konti sa public health because my mom used to bring home books na parang, like for example, merong sobrang manual on home remedies or community treatment for ganyan. 
minsan na uuwi niya sa bahay, binabasa ko, yun yung usual kong reading. When I was a kid, I, I didn't really like play a lot of sports. Just badminton, I spent my days reading Atlas's Almanac, which is very nerdy for a little boy. So then I got really interested in reading yung mga gano'n na ano, like pag nasa CR ako, habang nag-aantay ng ano, so ibabasa lang ng ganyan, or whenever I, I have free time. So yun, and also my mom really brought home stickers from DOH, like yung mga Yossi Kadiri, which, yeah. I mean, the early health promotion interventions, which feeling ko, pag pinagtagpi-tagpi lahat ng kwento ko, why I got into medicine, it was an early jump start for me na parang meron nang na-inculcate na paano na parang may interest pala ako sa public health because of, ito yung mga mga little na mga mga fragments sa image sa, sa at the back of my mind na parang which shape my interest for public health. And then, so, hindi, hindi ko alam yung field before ng public health, hindi ko alam yung medicine. But then, everyone was, I mean, nasa Ateneo ako and we know na most of the students there are well off, no? Yeah. And uh, children of doctors. So, nag-enmat silang lahat, almost everyone, if not all. So, sabay din naman ako because, I mean, try lang, di ba? Uh, luckily, I got into UP Med. Only three of us out of our batch in Ateneo got into UP Med. And then, I also got into Ateneo Med, which offered me full scholarship as well. UP did not offer full scholarship back then. But then, I was really leaning towards Ateneo, basically because it had a double degree option. Uh-huh. And it was a more familiar environment because most of my friends opted to go to Ateneo or, and UST. So sabi ko, doon na lang. Tsaka, I know how Ateneo takes care of its scholars. So bale... Ang ending, last day na nung pag-confirm sa Ateneo, I asked my mom, ma, saan ako papasok? UP Ateneo. My mom answered, UP na lang. So, I, <laughs> I opted for UP Med. Well, it it wasn't like a bad choice after all. I mean, it's it's UP PJH. Tapos, um, I got selected for a Pinoy MD scholarship. Wow. So, um, we were four Pinoy MD scholars in our UP Med batch. It was funded by, thank you ulit, DOH, Gover- <laughs> Philippine government, for funding everything for my med school. Um, bale, I, I also got into UP Med because of regionalization program. Hindi ko alam kung familiar kayo sa regionalization no. program. But uh, you know how UP Med's admission process is too competitive. Um, GWA, I think... 2.5 or better and math score of 90 percentile and above meaning you have to be wow. top 10% of the country in terms of that exam um also you have to pass the interview so parang for you to bypass that rigorous criteria you have you can you, you can do the option of signing up for regionalization program which aims na its graduates will go back to the regions in uh, underserved areas. So, ang kapalit nun, less competitive admission process. So, parang ang nangyari nun, so I signed up for that kasi from Bicol ako. So, I qualified. Tapos, may apat na candidates from Bicol region. So, we went first for an interview in Naga City. Merong regional level. Then, may national sa UP Med na, which was the real admission. As from four, dalawa kami natanggap. So sumama ka, so sa batch namin of 120 na lateral entrance kasi may 40 na intermed. Mm-hmm. 120 ang la- lateral yung mga nag-college, nag four year mm-hmm. college or five years. So um out of the 120, 22 ka kaming regionalization students. So we joined the batch of UP Med class of 2020, eh 2015, sorry, 2015. So then actually so yun sabi ko ang ang reason ko for getting into med school actually I I honestly nung college I I went to med school kasi I still don't know what I was going to do with my life like I, I had a BS bio degree the usual path is to go to post grad masters PhD go to the academe go do research mga yung mga marine or mga taxonomy ganyan environmental biology but these things were parang um parang hindi ako pa masyadong inclined into doing or I think I wasn't ready that much because I graduated college 19. So parang feeling ko sobrang, sobrang hindi ko pa alam talaga kung gagawin ko. So I went into med school 
thinking na it's a win-win situation. I can I can buy time into really figuring things out what I really want in life. Pero it's not bad because I will have an MD after all. I will get to help people. So parang kahit di ko siya ma-figure out, I have an MD. I can that will be an easy choice for me and I will be spending my life parang uh, parang wise use of my time because I will get to help people even MD so parang win-win talaga siyang situation. Right. Right. So, so, so did you have parang you had the positive outlook going into med school because when you think about it it's like another four years of your life studying. Um, how mm-hmm. were you feeling the time that you were graduate about to graduate from undergrad? Because others would feel burnt out like another four years or more of my yeah. life studying. How did you take that? So, yeah, sobra kasing nakakatulong, I guess, that Ateneo had a very chill environment. It was academically rigorous, but um, madami kasing extracurriculars. Tapos, feeling ko nakatulong yung environment, yung surroundings ng Ateneo na ang daming puno. I lived in the dorm inside. Mm-hmm. Malakas yung social support. The um, Malakas din yung, aside from the technical biology side, malakas yung humanity side that makes you introspect really, na parang it made you whole, na parang ganun. So parang hindi ako na burn out sa college. It made me learn more about myself. So I so parang nadala siya sa med school na parang college wasn't really toxic for me. So parang ganun yung outlook ko going to med. I, I still want to learn more as well. So kaya ganun yung naging ay parang hindi ko siya naisip na it's gonna be five more years of my life. Right. Also, I, I was 19 back then. So parang hindi pa din ako ready to go out into the real world to like to be in the dog-eat-dog world na, mm-hmm. <laughs> ng employment. So right. sabi ko, I think med school would yeah. be a great option. And it's an interesting perspective also, you coming from Ateneo undergrad and switching into UP. Parang it's a different culture eh. Sobra. You know, a lot of people who go into UP med also went to UP from undergrad. While there is yeah. a transition, no? iba yung, yung shift <laughs> from a public, from private to public school. No? Totoo yan. Um, sa batch namin na 160, I think nine lang kami non-UP. Tapos tat- lima kami from Ateneo. So it was really culture shock. Kasi I mean, Diliman campus would be much closer to Ateneo. Mapuno, yung mga tao, very chill, going to school with their chinelas and all. UP Manila was a different environment because it was in Pedro Hill, Taft Avenue, so yeah. bustling, so busy yeah. every day. Yeah. So actually, medyo may konting culture shock. Kasi first, most of the students there know each other from college. May mga grupo-grupo na. And mm-hmm. we were quite isolated actually nung una kasi parang mga taga-Ateneo to, mga ano, snob siguro or something. So it, it was really hard to sort of um, make a lot of friends because they were already friends to begin with. So yun, um, also yung campus and also parang balancing the parang nakakagulat na workload bigla sa med school, yung aral-aral everyday. So, was really tough. Yeah. How how was your med school experience? For the four years, no, your med school. Ah, uh, oh, oh. Um, pero sa PJ sa UP kasi parang pilitingan namin siyang five years kasi we graduate after internship, which is unlike okay. um the rest of the med schools, no. So bale in general, the first two years of med school parang sanay na nag-aaral every day. We count days in terms of how many days before exams na parang Monday ngayon, five days before exam. Parang ganun. Na parang Monday to Saturday or Sunday would be the same except may klase ka ng eight to five. So parang same lang. Babasa ka lang everyday. Ganun, ganun. Um, honestly, I liked it because nerd ako. So parang gusto ko talagang nagbabasa, nag-aaral. Ang kalaban mo lang talaga doon ay oras. Um... I also made a lot of friends. Like, I have a constant barkada na 16 coming boys. We went on trips pag weekend, ganyan. I planned trips for them. Tapos, I, I keep a very uh, social, and parang strong social support or so strong social network. Tapos, nung clinical, actually, admittedly, it was very tough. I, I was coming from a, a, a background kasi na hindi nag-clinical noon. Like, nursing, medtech, PT, mm-hmm. na may parang head start na sila na parang they know how to insert IV, they know how to do mga kung ano-ano mga clinical procedures but 
hindi ko alam, di ba? So, yun, medyo mahirap din yun. Tapos, you go on more than 24 hours for duty, wala masyadong ligo. But then, it um I I had moments before when wherein I wanted to sort of quit. But, sabi ko, I cannot because, yun nga, parang nire-remind ko, parang why I'm here, the Philippine government paid for your tuition, you should be at least, sabi ko, konting push na lang. Yung mga ganun mga self-pep talk. Yeah. Until, until yun nga um thank uh, thank you lord na nakatapos ng medicine in 2015 on time nice so is it part of the regionalization program yung doctors to the barrio na part component mm-hmm. ng med school or it's it's after med school already no so para yeah. afterwards actually it was ano um when regionalization program was conceptualized i think super noon noon pa parang ano pa parang yung DTTB, konti pa lang kasi nagdo-doctor sa the barrios, no? Tapos nung time ko, parang unti-unti na siyang dumadami. So, naging na siyang palatable option for doctors. So, counted naman siya kasi you, you also go into underserved areas. Right. So, it was an easy choice to make. And also, because I'm a Pinoy MD scholar, I was I was required actually to be a DTTB for at least two years. So, yun. Yun yung condition. Which okay. initially... Sempre yung mga most of your batchmates are going into residency. Initially I thought of it as parang sabi ko, ah pagkatapos nito magre-residency ako. I initially wanted to do neurology. However, yun nga sobrang turning point ng Dr. Sudabarius experience. Kaya yun, kaya ako napunta dito sa public health. Oh, and how paano yung Dr. Sudabarius? Like how do you choose where you'll go? Which part mm-hmm. of the Philippines you'll be going? Bale, yung doctors of the barrios kasi, um, karamihan nung time kasi namin, we were the last batch of Pinoy MD scholars. So most of the DTTBs were Pinoy MD scholars. So bale, ang priority, you go back to your home region. Kung ayaw mo naman, home region mo, you have to compete for slots in a different region kung saan gusto. Especially kung taga Manila ka and you volunteered tapos wala kang province or region. So yun. May mga criteria which reset kaming mga DTTBs. So ako, sabi ko, I'll go back to Bicol region because first, walang language barrier. Second, may familiarity with the scene. Parang there are ano kasi cases na ay parang madami ang laki ng effect na alam mo yung nuances, yung cultural nuances. Tapos yung mga language, mga ano, mga yun, yung pagka-unique ng language. Kasi ma- mas mapipick up mo yun from patients, kahit di nila sabihin verbally, minsan masasense mo, feel mo. So yun, um, there were only parang a few municipalities na open na recommended by DOH Regional Office na sinabi nila sa Central, oh, these are the municipalities na bubuksan namin for deployment which mostly are doctorless areas, meaning wala talaga silang municipal health officer. So you have to assume that role as an OIC. Or if there is an MHO, um, ang criteria kasi, parang one is to 20,000 people, one doctor is to 20,000. If the population is big and there's, a, there's still parang underserved geographic area, you can enter. So ako, yung first area of deployment ko was Camarines Norte. My second was in Albay. So yun. Ah, okay. So parang interesting transition and you kind of touched on it earlier na parang yung Doctor to the Barrio experience was like your eye-opener op- eye and you realized yeah. that you wanted to get into public health. So yeah. when was that, when did that parang um, decision-making process come in? Okay, I'm gonna apply for a Master's of Public Health. I think you kind of touched on it in your in yeah. your previous tweets like you got rejected in so many scholarships and all. Um, yes, could you talk about Siguro those rejections and then how you uh, landed si, to si, Hopkins. Siguro I'll start muna with DTTB. Kasi yung DTTB kasi, may kasabay siyang masters in public management, region health systems and development. So para siyang perks, o perk siya of, of being a DTTB, we will, we will give you Uh, we will let, we will um, allow you to study. We will fund your studies. Thank you, DOH, um, for a health systems or uh, a, a public management major in health systems degree. So this was care of development academy of the Philippines. And the goal, kasi, was for you to be able to be uh, parang a competent. Uh, local health systems manager, which was parang very, like yung mga subjects namin, leadership and governance, mga management analysis, organizational management. So we learned these things. Um, pagpunta ko actually sa barrio, 
ibang-iba yung medical curriculum. Yung training namin, I mean, feeling ko pag may ma, pag may mahimatay diyan, alam ko gagawin with 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 ano, pasintabi, with with confidence talaga pang kayang-kaya ko 'yan kasi I mean, TJH trained me for this. Yeah. But then I mean, being a DTTB kasi, ang daming administrative side, ang daming managerial side na parang yung masters kasi papa ano pa lang, papa start pa lang, but we don't know kung ano. So parang DTTB made me realize there are a lot of things I still don't know. Meron kasing trap na parang ah, galing akong UP Med. So I must know everything. Na parang parang I know how to do this. Ganyan. I mean clinical sure, but it's also a humbling and character forming experience. Na parang it makes you realize you don't know a lot. You know how to save a patient, but you don't know how to save an ailing health system. Oh my god, sobrang hindi tinuro sa amin before. My god, paano ako magre-refer ng pasyente na ganito na parang wala akong ambulansya, anong gagawin kong plano? Nag-work ba 'yung mga pinapagawa ko sa mga staff ko? Wala, may pondo akong 10 million. Saan ko ba i-allocate 'to? Oh, nag nag nag-allocate ako ng 5 million for this program. Nagwo-work ba 'to? So parang ang dami kong hindi alam, which also the masters in public management, although very helpful siya sa akin. Meron din naman actually mga kulang pa din because it wasn't really I mean, feeling ko yung masters in public health kasi masters in public management, they they serve different purposes. The the yung MPH kasi was to um for you to gain more technical expertise in the different fields of public health while public management yung MPM namin was for parang ground experience groundwork so yon actually um yung realization ko for MPH came parang mas stronger mas na-affirm siya during the next few years of my career when I got out of DTTB when I worked um sa parang with DOH on a national scale parang hindi enough na MD ako hindi enough na may MPM pa ako kailangan pa ng mas mad ng isa pang degree to help me to be technically competent kasi nagbago yung career ko totally mas naging technical and um project management yung role kaya may ganun so ano pa nga yung question Sorry. so, so, so para ano no so parang hindi ka na practice practicing in the clinic more like how do you yung management side of being a medical practitioner. Yeah, yung sa DTTB kasi actually mas nung MHO ako because I switched kasi to Rapurapu Albay which was nearer. Um, doon parang yung clinics ko was only taking up 20% of my time. My time was being spent a lot on meetings with different departments, budget, environment, local government. They were they were asking me to provide plans for like for the next year how to evaluate programs so and daming iisipin mo paperwork work but it's not it's actually the meat of public health work it's mm-hmm. not i mean patient encounters also but i think that these are the yung parang underemphasized roles of a physician na hindi hindi lang dapat alam siya ng public health physician but actually i think every medical yes. student deserves to know because yeah. sa ngayon lahat ng bagay, parang I don't think there would be a purely clinical practice. Even if you are seeing patients, like sabi natin full-time from Monday to Friday, yung mga pinanggagalingan ng mga pasyente mo, there is a public health aspect to it that you have to deal with. Ay, Dok, hindi po ako nakapagkonsulta kasi wala kami pera, kaya lumaki yung tumor ko. I mean, you cannot deny there's a public health touch to it. So you have to deal with it na parang the right way. So I think, kaya yon parang ano dito may parang i think from the guide na parang what's your passion here is it's parang i-touch on ko na briefly na yung, yung isang passion ko would be to at least push for stronger public health um ano ba pa yung parang aspect in the medical curriculum in the country because we need more public health i mean doctors who know how to do public health even if they don't choose it after all Yeah, I love that. I love what I love everything you said about that. Especially yung kanina when you said, you know how to save patient, but you don't how do you save an ailing healthcare system? And super yes on that public health component for med school. I did not go to med school obviously, but personally I feel like in engineering, we also need that because we touch ko na rin on that topic because in engineering we get taught a lot about how do you design this? How do you uh, wire the circuit blah 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 and all that. But we lack that humanity component. Well, we do take GEs, no arts and humanities, as part of our courses in undergrad. But you know, and grounding yourself to what's really happening in in the community 
it's something that will give us a perspective of okay what problem do we have to solve and especially now with the UHC no so parang mm-hmm. i just happened to parang stumble upon this UHC because i'm very interested in how do we bridge engineering and medicine and really a, a huge component of that is understanding where the problem is coming from and that's i think that's one thing that i really found interesting about your story is yeah bridging public health and medicine and how can you make a difference with this profession that you chose to go to so i love everything that you said about that i mean yeah parang surprising then actually na parang malaki apparently feeling ko na yung parang disconnect nila all the while kasi parang nung med school wala masyadong nakakaisip to go into public health na parang everyone was talking about what specialty will you go into sir Jerry I am but no one was really talking about going into public health i think i parang i and a few friends were i mean yung mga pinoy md kami kami lang yung parang mukhang public health kasi required kami but beyond that no one was really thinking about doing public health beyond it So yun, actually for us, 13 kami dito TV sa batch, sa UP Med, I think it it was really a turning point kasi majority sa amin, hindi na nag-clinics talaga. Wow. Went into, as in legit public health practice. Love so, it, nice. Yeah, and many other people would go into academic med, uh, research, MD-PhD, so salute also to those MD-PhD students course. studying 10 years and then go finishing your degree and then realizing that ang hirap pala ng funding sa Pilipinas that you cannot work on <laughs> the benchmark that you want to work on. So it's a constant struggle, but um, for sure, grateful for all those people who, you know, are thinking for, thinking for the future of, okay, how do we improve healthcare? How do we expand healthcare access in the Philippines? And I guess for you, you want yung step, next step to that path is pursuing a public health uh, degree. So, mm-hmm. Maybe we can talk about how how did you end up going to Johns Hopkins, and did you consider applying to other universities also? Yeah, actually, my scholarship journey ko, um, it's because I worked na ako for uh, total of three years outside of the TB as a public health, parang consultant for for various projects, so mainly technical and project management work. Then I realized. Kasi yung iba kasi, ah, may master's na ako. MD, MPM. Diba? It's, it's parang, not a lot of doctors get another master's. So parang, meron kasing trap na parang dami mo nang alam. But along the way, when I was parang sitting in DOH discussion tables or PhilHealth, ganyan, I realized, shocks, I still don't know a lot of things. I think I need another degree. I, I didn't think of going into PhD kasi sabi ko, it's a long commitment. Um, three to five years, um, masters would be perfect because masters, di ba, kasi you need to master, you, parang it's it's gaining mastery of things compared to PhD na parang you have to generate new knowledge, ganyan, ganyan, which was, I think, for me, parang stretch pa masyado at this point mm-hmm. in time. And feeling ko kasi, hindi ko pa master yung, baga, yung, mga, yung mga bagay-bagay, so I think I need another master's. And also, nakatulong yung boss ko din, MD siya, may MPH from UP, and may Masters of Science sa London, School of Hygiene. So parang sabi ko, sige, baka ganito rin yung track na gugustuhin ko. So since 2018, I've been applying to different scholarships. It wasn't an elite. The first scholarship I applied was Shivning, 2018. I was supposed, ang um, choices ko were UCL, um, this, um, Health Economics and Decision Science, and London School of Hygiene, but I got rejected by Shivning. I tried Shivning again the next year. I got into the wait list. They were, parang they sent 37 people the previous year, but they only sent 28 the next year. I was really hoping to get in, kasi parang ano, but apparently, mo, it's a wait list, and hindi rin nakapasok. I also applied in Erasmus Mundus. I got in, okay. but I was also waitlisted for the scholarship. So, ang ending wala din. Um, I applied in Australia Awards for, I think, uh, an MPH in Sydney, but hindi rin ako nakapasok. So, it, sobrang, sobrang, ano, sobrang um, rejections talaga siya. I didn't bother applying nasa local because I think I need an international experience right. which would bring in the international flavor of things. Kasi parang 
kung, I mean, UP is a great program for MPH, but I think I need to expand my horizons para know how these, uh, uh, like US or UK did it. Uh, yeah. Especially UK. Kaya din UK yeah. talaga yung inaay ko because they have NHS, they have a good public health system. I need to learn from that. So, kaya din UK yung ano ko. So, parang I could contextualize and bring home something useful for the country. I, I was actually parang starting it. Kasi parang ang sa London School, ang major ko dapat was health promotion. So it was actually parang starting initial discussions now with some people in there na parang I've worked with na sabi ko, oh, mukha pong magmamasters ako sa London School of Hygiene na health promotion. Baka po may research question kayo dyan na gusto nyong ipa-thesis ko, ganyan-ganyan. Para naman useful yung gagawin ko, hindi siya para put into waste. But then, life has other plans. Actually, I just, I applied for Fulbright. Um, applied for Fulbright as a, sabi ko, So, sobrang dami ko ng rejections din. And uh, so, medyo nang, nanghina na din yung loob ko. Sabi ko, Fulbright na yung last. Ayoko na. Tapos, nakatulong na yung pinsan ko ay Fulbright Scholar din. PhD siya dito sa Texas A&M. So, parang nagtatanong ako sa kuya ko, pa, 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 ano ba to? Ganyan-ganyan. Parang, actually, ang daming barriers to Fulbright. Like, ah, apat pala yung recommendation ng kailangan sa shipping, dalawa lang. Ganyan. Sobrang toxic niya na parang yung application ng Fulbright. To the point na, sorry Fulbright ha, pero medyo ano kasi, mas landing yung application ng Fulbright na actually worth it naman. To the point na ang deadline was March 25. Nagsabit ako March 25, 4.30pm. As in closing. Kasi parang nag-iisip ako, ala sobrang ano sobrang kulang pa ako na recommendation sobrang wala lang akong gano mag-apply kasi parang yeah. ulit-ulit pa talaga yung essays yeah. mo babaguhin mo lang konti ganyan ganyan so yun sinabit ko and then I was called for an interview parang parang nagulat nga ako na parang ngayon. so parang nag-interview ako it was a panel of nine people there sobrang nagulat ako kasi sa evening tatlo lang yung interview sa iyo pasok hala siyang as the interview was very unique na parang the questions were non-technical i mean full uh evening interviews were about leadership about networking about your career plans your your technical field but Fulbright was different like how will you survive winters in the US um, <laughs> do you have mga, ay sorry, nag-giveaway na ba ako ng interview? No, no. <laughs> Pero yung mga ganyan, it, it, was, it was more personal than, so parang ako, shocks, nasagot ko ba tanong maayos? May feeling ako na parang nasungitan ko na yung Fulbright kasi parang there was one question na parang, can you, parang how can we be sure that you will go back to the Philippines? Kasi Fulbright is a return, parang return. return service also. Oo, oh, parang ganun of two years. Sabi ko, um, My family's in the Philippines. Um, my friends are here. My life is here. Tapos ganyan. A- a- ano pa? Convinces more. Um, ayun po. Uh, since bata ako, yun talaga yung inclination ko. Yung background ko po. DTTB ako. Ganyan-ganyan. So parang naubusan ako ng rason. Tapos parang sinabi pa nila, can you give us more reasons? Parang nasungitan ko naman. Sabi ko, I have no more reasons to tell you. I gave you everything. <laughs> sabi ko, paglabas ko ng interview room, Shit mo, hindi talaga ako matatanggap dito. Kasi sinunod ako. Filipinos ba yung nag-interview? Or uh, America? Uh-huh. Um, executive director, yung staff, and then uh, alumni. So, all Filipinos. So, and yun. you were doing all these applications while having a full-time job? Tama ba? Or, yeah, oo. Oh, I can imagine so, the, the stress. So, parang ganun. So, parang, ayun, yung malulungkot ka, di ka natanggap, parang ready-ready ka na. Actually, yung, oo, so yun. Tapos, bigla kaming tinatawag for some, parang party, dinner party. O, bakit nag-email yung Fulbright? Na-invite tayo sa party, hindi pa nga tayo natanggap. So, doon pala mm-hmm. sa party sinabi na we were the chosen wow. ones. Fulbright. Wow. So, Fulbright scholarship is, is it two years na Depende sa program mo. Depende sa okay. program. So, it was a mix of, yeah, ano kami, ka, uh, 12 principal candidates, meaning yung parang first priority. Candidates yung tawag kasi we have to go through a process pa of university admissions, which was unlike other scholarships. Yeah. Okay, so essentially, you applied for Fulbright if you were in the US for fall, 20, fall 2020 ba? Yung start na natanggap ako, 2019 pa. June 2019. June 2019, before, before you applied for Hopkins. Uh, wala pang school. The school comes after. Ah, okay. So may funding ka na, you just don't know where. Yun yung iba. Okay. Kasi sa iba, sa evening, di ba, sabayan. Australia, right. sabayan. 
Ito iba, hindi mo alam kung saan ka mababa. You have to be placed in a university. Kaya candidates pa yung tawag sa'yo because if no university accepts you, wala kang Fulbright. Interesting. Grant. I should have applied. <laughs> I should have applied. Because I remember nung my, for my master's, it was, I got into Berkeley ng fall 2018. So I applied sa school. I did not know if I'll get in, etc. Then when I finally got in, Around March, I received my acceptance letter. I'm like, oh no, how do I fund my studies? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, there's a Picari scholarship no, and that uh, gives um, funding for Filipinos pursuing masters in, in UC Berkeley. So I got that. But then I realized, yeah, I looked into Fulbright, but apparently for 2018, they're getting applications for those entering in fall 2019. So out of the yes. picture, na para siya. Mm-mm. Okay, so that's one thing, no? Okay. Yeah, kaya nag-work siya if you don't have ano pa, acceptance letter pa kasi um, next year pa talaga siya na you have to go through TOEFL, GRE after Fulbright funds it for you. Pati yung placements and all, pati applications. Okay. And actually, ano, because Fulbright asked us apat na universities where we want to send the applications. So it was mm-hmm. the same application, the same essays. Same recommendations, but we were asked to select one dream school and three affordable schools. Because may 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 funding cap. Because de ba fixed yung funds. I like the other scholarships. Na parang sky is the limit. I guess with with the mm-hmm. school. Na parang I Oxford yan ganyan. I mean we will fund it because Foreign Commonwealth Office Crown of UK yung nagsponsor. But ito kasi parang different yung setup. So one ideal. So it was either I mean I I had a hard time. Um, I had a hard time thinking, deciding if it's Harvard or Hopkins. They're the two best in the world. Um, tapos three, three affordable schools now within the budget cap. So, sabi sa akin ni, ng program officer, I am the second doctor who was funded for a Fulbright scholarship in the history. So, may mga ano din before health informatics, ganyan, ganyan. The first one was Beverly Ho, the, the director yeah, of yeah. promotion. So, medyo na-pressure ako. So, sabi ko, si Bev nag-Harvard na. Sige, mag-Hopkins naman ako. So, parang ganyan. Para lang, para lang naman maiba akong brand. So, parang ganyan. So, and then I chose University of North Carolina, Chapel Hill, which was ranked three. So, mm-hmm. rankings-based yung ano ko. Kasi parang, if, ano ko na, if mag-aaral na ako, I'll choose the, parang the best schools. I also chose um, University of, um, ano yun, Washington in Seattle. Okay. Seattle. And then UC Berkeley. UC Berkeley, yeah. Yeah. So, actually, yung UC Berkeley daw, super competitive daw, sabi ng Fulbright. Palitan na lang natin yung UC mm-hmm. Berkeley mo. So, they changed it to Georgia State University. So, I got accepted in all of them. Tapos, titanong ko na Fulbright, where do you want to study? Pwede po bang Hopkins? Sure. So, yun. Wow. So, actually, may shortfall. Kasi yung funding, yung expenses sa Hopkins ko was so high because it costs a lot to study in Johns Hopkins. So, actually, Fulbright, tapos nag-chip in yung university. So, I have an added scholarship sa Johns Hopkins. Kaya din, as may konti akong cost share, which is very minimal, pero most of it, like 90 per, 95% is covered by these two organizations who chipped in. Wow. Ganda. Well, and side note nung sa UC Berkeley MPH, I, I took, actually took a MPH elective health policy and decision making. And that actually opened my eyes of what the, the, the considerations are that people have to consider if they are, you know, pushing for this health technology. Because from my, from my perspective, I went into that course thinking, as an engineer, if I have this technology and I want this to be commercialized or utilized by the public, How do I do that? And apparently in the States, and in, interestingly with the health care system of the US, and it's something that I don't think we should adapt really because it's very, it's weird. And it's like very, very you know, um, commercial focused. Apparently, uh, okay, there are still pricing considerations, etc. Uh, and interesting how different people, because my classmates there, there are people from my program, there are MPH students. There are doctors talaga and people who went straight out of undergrad. I'm not sure if they went. I think they went straight out of undergrad and then did their MPH. And just interesting how people could, you know, talk about yeah. a topic with different perspectives. So, yeah. yeah, for sure, it's an interesting experience and something that we could adapt or maybe bring back to the field, the perspective. Yeah, parang bago pa lang din, I think, yung, ano kasi, parang, there, I mean, may mga initiatives na before for, for mga ganyan, mga innovation, biomedical innovation, public health innovation, but, 
um, feeling ko parang ngayon yung rice, fast rice, kasi I, I am now seeing people like public health figures who are actively taking on that career, like public health innovation, who studied abroad, working um, profession, parang professional track talaga nila yan. So, also with the formation of HTA, mm-hmm. Health Technology Assessment Unit, na parang mas na-formalize tuloy how do we how do we decide on which devices to adapt and to promote for public use, yung mga ganun. So, actually, mas nag-take shape na ngayon yung public health with these fields na apparently yeah. parang foreign before sa atin but has, has been existing in other countries. So, yun, it's, it's, it's actually very bright for public health, especially madaming umuwi ng nag-aral abroad and actively right. applying those in the Philippine public health scene. Yeah, and exciting. With other sectors, no, na parang you will see how public health touches a lot of fields. Hindi lang engineering, dami pa, di ba? Even architecture, how yeah. ba? Economics. Economics, lah. Ang dami ng health, health yeah. economists ngayon from both health and economic side because I know people na parang PhD economics pero ang track niya ngayon ay health economics. Meron din namang doktor nag-health economics din. So parang ang galing, ang galing kasi people Come, they all come from different perspectives, but then they all are doing or are aiming for the same thing. So, parang yeah. so covered ko ano man ang mga gaps in terms of information, knowledge, experience. Yeah, and perfect timing with the implementation of UHC. So, parang we're starting talaga, eh, di ba, from yeah. to something new. So, it's a perfect opportunity for for young professionals and those who are trying to you know transition to a more public health focused career. Yeah. So exciting. And yeah, maybe siguro going back to the Hopkins experience. So parang just to clarify. So did um Fulbright parang did they have a say on which schools you would be applying for dun sa four? Actually they of course they they have a say. And actually four kasi yung a-applyan talaga nila. So they just asked me for four choices. Yun nga, yung may say sila kasi pinalitan nila yung Berkeley with Georgia State which a lot of Fulbrighters parang doon nag-take ng MPH. So parang it was it was an easy pick siguro. Parang ano, parang mas sure na feeling matatanggap dito kasi a lot of Fulbrighters went to the school. So yun. So may say sila talaga sa pipiliin mo. But in the end, yung choice of final school is a negotiation based on funds, based on kung ano man na set up ang kailangan. So yun, um, fortunately, blessed naman na they agreed to place me in Johns Hopkins which was really expensive so madaming ginawang ano like ways then on how to raise funds so yun mabuti na lang yung Hopkins nag yes din with another with, with funding pa yeah so, yeah and how was the how's your experience so far go moving into Johns Hopkins how was the big move uh-huh. like and getting there yeah, <laughs> in the pandemic ano Oo, sobrang, sobrang unique, I guess, nung experience because dahil pandemic, everything was done online and nag-overlap kasi yung work and studies na parang um, in limbo pa kasi yung pag-alis namin before. Uh, nakaalis na nga ako December. Initially, it was June, then maging August. Ang unique with Hopkins the fall semester the i sorry the 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 school year starts june 29 sobrang aga na parang um hindi pa ako nakaka-resign sa work i was still uh, parang i was still working but nag-aaral na ako kasi wala pang certainty nga with with when i was supposed to leave for the states sabi ko sasagarin ko na kasi ang hirap mag ang hirap din namang manirahan sa manila at mabuhay sa manila nang wala kang trabaho uh, tapos may, may may allowance pero still syempre mas maganda yung may added income ka. So I was actually juggling a full-time work na 8 to 5 under a project ng USAID. Tapos sa gabi yung classes ko. Wow. So until we hours of the morning I was at 3 a.m. gising nagising ako nag nagdi-discuss, nagpa-present and at, at 8 o'clock I have to wake up for a meeting. Mabuti na lang online actually because if not the traffic would have to be parang factored in or I would have to give up work talaga. Yeah. So yo I have to ju- I, I had to juggle that. Sobrang hirap din because I think na realize ko na ayun it's an 11 month program compared to the other public health schools na 2 years yung ano. So you have like time to breathe. I think 
konting schools nag-offer lang ng super compressed MPH. Hopkins, Harvard, UC Berkeley has a one-year mm-hmm. MPH. So, yung mga ganun. So, sabi ko, sulitin ko na lang din ang tuition. Mahal masyado. Kasi after, when you, pa, parang pag naka-13 units ka per sem, you can take as much as 22. Hindi akit yung tuition fee mo. So, sinasagad ko siya. Because I want to learn as much. So, parang I'm all... Once lang to in my life. So, kaya din, medyo siguro pagod ako because I'm taking 21.5 every sem, 20.5. Kasi gusto ko talagang matuto ng madami na coursework. So, yun. Um, so far, sobrang hectic kasi uh, yun nga, you have to really budget your time well. Time zone differences most especially. Um, I'm a morning person even if I sleep at 4 in the morning kakatan ng class magigising pa rin ako ng 8 so parang so ganun talaga siya tapos um, ano pa ba yung personal life mo din COVID syempre madami din namang friends or family members who who seek your help since parang they know you're a doctor in public health so you must be able to help them yung mga ganun so as juggling all of these Honestly, I'm also struggling with my um, with my studies kasi um, parang perfect kasi to study e- epidemiology right now because of the need for the mm-hmm. pandemic and I think it will be very useful even in the future. So, um, kaya yun, naaral ko. I'm not so good with math because epidemiology and biostatistics yung concentration ko. So, yun, struggling ako academically because I know parang I cannot... parang speak in math language anymore, like all of these. So, mahirap siya, actually. But I know I will, I will, parang, ano na lang, um, sobrang forward thinking na positive na sabi ko, once in a lifetime to Joey, you're paid, but you're funded by government, Philippine and US to study. Ayaw mo yan, gagraduate na ako in four months, I will, I have, I parang, I will apply for graduation actually this week. Wow. So yun. So, sobrang positive thinking na lang talaga na parang after all this will be worth it. I, I will be... Yung goals ko din in the future, like, actually yung goals ko, aside from um, yun, sa, sa, medical, sa medical education, I'm also part of the Philippine Society of Public Health Physicians. Bale, gusto namin i-push yung formal specialty of public health. Parang it's a viable career options for doctors. It's a vi- viable career option for doctors. And also with my career, with, with my training in epidemiology and research, na parang hopefully hope hopefully helping subnational research con- yung pagcontact ng subnational health research like for example sa mga ospital i have a lot of resident friends na parang shit parang ay, sorry na move paano ba parang anong pipiliin kung statistic ano na study design ganyan ganyan paano natin aayusin yung research para i mean research is not everyone's cup of tea and not everyone knows how to to do research tas parang sabi ko It's a wise use of my training, my network na yun, at least ma-offera ng support kung anong makakaya ko. Itong mga doktor na to do. Kahit yung mga nasa hospital, nasa RHU, kasi there are a lot of research questions that you can answer when you know how, when you, when you know the methods. So part of my agenda too, siguro in the next, I don't know, quite long years is to also help capacitate these um, health professionals, not just doctors, on how to ask the proper questions, how to do proper evaluation and monitoring. At least mga basics lang. At, so parang ano, para you're planting seeds, tapos para at least paunti-unti, we know how to allocate funds. Ito, it, it, uh, parang, for example, isang RHU, parang may magkakontak ka ng training on monitoring and evaluation, which is actually my minor dito sa Hopkins. Parang at least, pag nag-budget si MHO ng pera, ah, nag-work kasi ito eh. Kasi we did a formal evaluation in our own locality. A, a, parang a formal process-based evaluation. So, ito yung papunduhan ko for the next year because it works. It doesn't go into waste. And I think that's also a weak spot in public health na even a, depart, a unit in the Department of Health said na parang, hindi namin masyadong napagtutuunan ng pansin. So, we we also need help in that aspect. So, yung mga ganong bagay, that, yun yung nakapag-actually nakapag-direct sa akin kung ano yung kukunin kong majors dito sa Hopkins. Yung tipong felt need and expressed need for Purdue. Right. So, hopefully, ganun yung mangyari. I think it's also a good opportunity for PCHRD. I mean, 
if if I'd be curious to see what you will be doing afterwards. Because for PCHID, of course, they fund research na maraming engineering also, and ngayon it's booming. Um, engineers have been requesting for fund to develop this tool and such, and it would be interesting to see a different perspective on for for PCHID to you know identify which projects would yeah um, result to a faster ROI for them, faster utilization. Actually, I've been also reviewing proposals for PCHRD for the past year. So, yun nga, parang local health systems and public health perspective. So, I really try my best. I've reviewed proposals na wala talagang public health anything, pero they want to apply it in a GDA, geographically isolated disadvantaged area. So, I really put, parang try to incorporate or suggest mga implications of what you're going to propose. Kasi ito, we don't just propose things because we think it works. We want kasi na parang it's cost-effective. We yeah. want it to make use of our limited resources. It will really help people. It's effective. I mean, efficient is different from effective. Yung mga ganun na mga bagay. So I just want to sana parang yun, to, to, to lead, parang to suggest and to lead them to thinking into thinking in systems. Systems thinking. Now, what they're going to propose is not just going to affect them. It's going to affect a lot of people. And if it works, right. it will be adopted on the national scale. So, there are a questions. Yeah, I, I love that. And it just reminded me of this because I, I started, we will be offering a new elective in engineering this semester along with uh, Dr. Wang in College of Medicine and mm-hmm. Director Tejero in College of Medicine. And um, it's, it's uh, designed to be an interdisciplinary course between engineers and clinicians. So, parang the idea is um, clinical needs identification. And then for engineers, how do we design or how do we choose which problem we're trying to solve? And now that you yeah. mentioned that, like, ko bigla na, okay, yeah, maybe we can have a talk about public health perspectives or community health perspectives and how do we know which, how to design a medical device or a technology from an engineering standpoint. And so this is what, parang, for us engineers, we want to, parang, I think it would be helpful for us to know how do the health practitioners or public health professionals look at this problem? And do they look at it the way, the same way that we look at this problem? And that I think the intersection that we are looking for. So I love what you said about Parang part of designing devices, it should be easily integrated in their daily routines kasi that's how they will accept it easily. Kasi sayang naman din ng mga innovations natin if they're just fearing it or just wala, parang hindi nila gagamitin at all. So it has to be, yun, parang may cultural, merong, uh, parang cultural side to it na parang will this be acceptable for them for further use? Will it be easy na parang they don't have to stretch their, like bend their backs, parang, o parang make efforts tal- talaga to understand this? Because you know the reality sa ground na sobrang dami nilang programs na ini-implement. Alam mo yung ilang vertical programs meron tayo, mm-hmm. 40 plus. Tapos parang isa pa yun sa iintindihin nila. So it must be easy for them to to use. Yeah. And siguro to wrap up, I have two questions. So una, what's next for your uh, journey? You mentioned it a little bit earlier, but parang just to mm-hmm. summarize it, what's next? Ayun, actually, yun. So, I'm just finishing the remaining last two terms. Uh, we have five terms here sa Hopkins. So, last two. Midterms naman namin in two weeks, start ko pa lang ng third term. Kasi sobrang bilis ng SEM dito sa term dito sa Hopkins. Eight weeks lang. Every month wow. may final midterms. So, in May, I'll be graduating. Uh, hopefully, I mean, I have no choice but to graduate. <laughs> scholarship requirement. Uh, I'll be graduating. I'll be flying back end of June to the Philippines. Siguro pahinga muna for one to two months just to, I mean, I really plan to go to, I mean, pending negative results, just go home and maybe just surf in Siargao or I don't know, Palawan kung pwede na, just relax. And then um, by the end of the year, get back to to whatever work opportunity there is. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still tied to my um, my former agency. 
parang I resigned actually, but they did not accept my resignation. <laughs> so, so, okay, parang you come work for us after. So, okay, sabi ko, and, but, uh, uh, so I'll, I'm actually open to any opportunities, which I, do, I parang di naman din ako nagmamadali. But yun nga, I, I've also been recently elected sa PSPHP board. So one of the thrusts siguro, if, if I may, yun yung mga nasabi ko nga. So, more of pushing for specialty development, pushing for, I don't know, at, at least just striking conversations with the right people on on parang starting discussions on revamping medical education. Also, ayun, I mean, online discussions, at least sobrang ano kasi, active din naman ako social media, at least to spark interest of, mm-hmm. of students, young minds, to even consider public health in their career, or at least incorporate a public health thinking parang mode sa sa kanila. Even if they don't choose it, they at least know that it has a public health implication. Yeah. So yun, parang bi- bilang active-activa naman tayo, bidibit tayo social media. So why not at least share something. But sa ngayon kasi I don't share as much public health information kasi I, I don't think I'm that like that level pa na pa-expert level. So I'm just at least focusing on rousing interest in terms of studying and then um, improving their craft in terms of academics and training. So pagbalik ko, hopefully mga ganun, tapos, yun, I'll, I'm actually super open to to any opportunity, but definitely in the Philippines. It's not just uh, because of I need to fulfill a requirement. I mean, I still have return service sa UP. I still have three years to fulfill. And I have two years. Now, na-overlap naman sa Fulbright. So yun, um, But I don't really see myself in the immediate future na staying abroad. So definitely, I will be seen more in the Philippine health scene. So yeah. Nice. So your return service with UP, does it, is it like so three years plus two years of Fulbright? So is it five years return service in total? Um, mag-overlap sila hopefully because I still, five years of return service because of regionalization. I did two already. So the remaining three. So overlap sila with Fulbright na two. So Three years, talaga. Actually, required lang ako to stay in the Philippines for the next three years. But I think I want to stay um, for a longer time. I mean, I know yeah. how it, how hard it is to live here abroad. I mean, it's not my first time to live abroad na more than a month. I've been in the UK for seven seven weeks. Pero ngayon, I mean, isang buwan pa lang ako. I mean, I realized na parang I'm fit more for to live in the tropics in the Philippines where yeah. everyone's just so sunny and smiling and everything. Yeah. So, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, one question that I ask everyone that I invite to the podcast is um, three pieces of advice that you could give for Filipinos considering a similar track as yours, want to get into public health and medicine, what would it be? So three, uh, three pieces of advice. Siguro una would be to know your whys. Na parang why are you taking public health? Why are you studying medicine? Is it for money? Is it for prestige? Is it for, I don't know. I mean, all are valid reasons and wala naman tayong dapat i-judge doon na ano yung reason. But at least make sure that these reasons will stick for a long time because mahirap din naman kasi at some point you will find yourself unhappy with it kasi mm-hmm. you were in it for the wrong reasons. Second would be to find mentors or figures or role models na parang you can at least um, parang blueprint, but not necessarily copying their career path. So proactively network. I mean, it's so easy to communicate these days with with internet. So connect with the right people, make wise use of social media. So kasi sobrang nakatulong sa akin yung mga bosses ko and mentors ko. I wouldn't have been here today if not for them. I wouldn't have known how to do like technical proposal review or project management on my own from coursework. It's actually experiential learning and yung patient sila sa akin to learn kasi uh, patient sila sa akin while I'm learning. So, yun. It's just to recognize that also hindi, you can't do things alone. You also have to accept your flaws and your kakulangan and your gaps. That also propelled me to study further because I know I don't know a lot. I think I will perform better. I will be able to give back better if I study because I know I lack these things. Siguro third, isipin ko na lang na parang don't think of 
timelines kasi. Magkakaiba tayo ng timelines. I'm 30 years old. Mm-hmm. Other people would think of it as parang, ah, dapat may asawa na ako ngayon, or ganyan-ganyan. Yung mga, I mean, pressures from outside world. But there's no set timelines, actually. I mean, you can take your master's at 40. You can take it at 50. Kau bahala. I mean, you craft your own destiny. And you don't need to be pressured. So, chill ka lang. If you want to do a PhD at 40, sure. Why not? If you want to take an MD after working for 10 years in an organization, sure. But yun nga, babalik at babalik ka sa why are you doing it and hopefully you'll live a happy life. So yun. Also pala, last na lang siguro, huwag masyadong magpatali sa career. I mean, there are other ways to, <laughs> to, to, um, there are other things to aspire for na parang it's not mutually ex- exclusive na parang kung nakikita niyo siguro yung profile ko on social media, it's not purely career-oriented. They're also like personal, ganyan-ganyan. Because I think, um, may natunan ko din sa class ko, there's all this expectations violations theory in persuasive communications na parang when people think you violate, when people see that you violate expectations, you tend, you tend to be more persuasive. Na parang, For example, doktor ka. Tapos nakikita sa social media mo puro, I mean, research. Sure, I mean, that, that's expected of you. That brings your credibility factor. But then when they see that you are human too, you experience the same things as them, like mga love problems, good problems. That's totally fine because it adds to your authenticity. So credibility plus authenticity equals you are a more persuasive individual because they can relate to you more. They see you as more honest. So it's actually one advice, then piece of advice na natutunan ko din from school na parang if you want to be more persuasive, you have to be credible and authentic, which actually works kasi in the U.S., recently ko din na-tweet na parang they use social media differently, very academic, kanyan. But in the Philippines, we use it differently. So parang it suits the market then. If you want to be able to like... Um, have, I want ko, parang impact din on other people, you must at least consider these para, para you, you are also more effective in your advocacy and your cause. So I guess you. That is it for this chat. If you like this episode or would like to suggest a future topic, let me know by sending me a quick message. I'm always looking for interesting conversations and hope to share more similar stories in the future. My Twitter handle is at rocksalt, that's R-O-X-S-A-L-T. You may also send me an email at rocksalt.acc at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and see you in the next one.